sweet rain that's outside, Lord. We know that you know exactly, Lord, what we need. Father, the seed, Lord, you prepared, Lord, yes. Lord, to bring the word. Lord, yes. Lord, us, Lord, exactly what we need. So, Father, we pray, Lord, that you would help us to open our hearts, Lord, to the word. Lord, that you would free our mind, Lord, from the cares of this life. Lord, that we would seek out, Lord, what we need tomorrow to give to the one that will be standing before us tomorrow. Yes. What they need, Lord. Lord, we know that there are people that are dying every day, Lord, who, who need a touch from heaven. Yes. We've got a gift, Lord, to give them, Lord, that you gave us a long time ago when you killed it all country. Father, we pray, Lord, that you bless Kyle, bless the, the reading of the word, Lord, bless his time, Lord, that you You've given me, Lord, to prepare, Lord, for right now. And, Lord, help us to use it for your glory, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And amen. 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 Yeah. Gospel according to Matthew. Bless you, Kyle. You be free. Chapter 4. Starting in verse 18. And it says... And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, and they, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, <clears throat> mending their nets. And he called unto them, and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse disease and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatics, and those that had the palsy, and healed them. And there followed him great multitude of people from Galilee into Decapolis, and from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. Let's pray. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I pray, Lord, that you just loosen my lips, God. I pray, Lord, that there, if there's a soul here that needs to hear this message, God, that you you have prepared, you have uh, allowed me to prepare, prepare, Lord. I pray, Lord, that they just uh, receive the message as you've uh, uh, as you want them to receive it, God. I pray, Lord, that you just touch my tongue, loosen my lips, Lord, speak through me, God. I pray, Lord, that I just step out of the way, Lord, and I let you yes. you take hold yeah. of the service, God. Just use me as a vessel that. Uh, just for you, Lord, help me help me to preach your word as you call me to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, <clears throat> this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Um, right before this, he had just been baptized and tempted in the wilderness. And he'd come down, and he uh, is walking by the Sea of Galilee, and he sees these four fishermen. And uh, he wanted to call them to their service. And tonight, I'm going to preach on the topic, Answer the Call. Um... So Jesus, uh, Jesus's uh, decision to call these men and their, or Jesus's uh, call for these men and their decision to follow him was not random or spontaneous. If you look in the book of uh, John, it, it tells us that they knew 
that Jesus had already known these men beforehand. They were followers of John the Baptist, and um, so he had a relationship with them. And tonight I'm going to tell you, first off, this isn't a, this isn't a salvation message. It's not a call for salvation, but if it's a call for God's calling on your life. And so we know that these men had a relationship with Christ. Tonight, Christ isn't going to call you to a ministry if you don't have a relationship with him. Right. You first have to yeah. have a relationship with Christ for him to call you yeah. to, to a higher work. So, I just wanted to get that out of the way. But uh, Jesus had a divine purpose for those men. Uh, And Matthew Henry says this was an instance of ordination and appointment to his ministry. Um, the The first point I want to have is God has a calling for all of us. He has a calling for everyone. Um... If you turn to the uh, first book of Corinthians, in chapter 12, verses 14, it tells us, For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body... We're hearing, where with the smelling? But now, but now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as he hath, as it has pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? <clears throat> but now, they, now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have not, I have no need for thee, nor again the head. To the feet, I have no need for you. <clears throat> so we know uh, we're the body of Christ, and everyone has a purpose. There's nothing in your body that does not have a purpose or a function. Right. So we know that everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a calling upon their life. Uh, <clears throat> teachers, singers, ushers, prayer warriors, uh, mission workers, encouragers, janitors, greeters, bulletin makers, uh, <clears throat> out- outreach ministry. We all know that they're that we all have a job to do and all have a purpose. Um, <clears throat> I'm not here to give you a list of jobs to choose from either. These are just a couple of things that came to mind. Uh, I'm just here to tell you that God has a purpose for your life. He has a He has a calling upon your life, and it's our job to to listen to Him and answer. Yeah, answer it. Right. And uh, the the last verse I read it, it tells us that um, no job is unimportant. No job is is unimportant in the call that Christ has called you to. Um, don't ever think that your your calling or your your work for God is unimportant or less important than anybody else. Um, you know. What is the heart without blood? What is the the blood without veins? What is the the veins without blood or the heart? We they all work together. They all work in unison to accomplish uh, to accomplish a work. And the same thing with us. We all need each other. We all need yes um, each other to accomplish uh, the work of Christ. My second point is God will call you. God will call you to use your talents. <clears throat> So when Jesus when Jesus finds the first two men, they're fishing, and he says, I will make you fishers of men. See, they were already fishermen, and he knew that this is what they did. He knew that this was their talent. This is what uh, they were used to. So he called them to be fishers of men. And he needed them, because whenever you look back uh, of what I just read, he, they brought... All the people that were sick, all the people that were tormented by demons, all the people that were sick of the palsy, they brought them in 
and allowed Christ to do his work. So he, he used what they already knew how to do, what they already were talented in, uh, for the glory of him. And I'm here to tell you that all of us have a talent. All of us have a talent that God has given us to use for him. Yeah. If you look at James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, yeah. and cometh down from the Father of lights. Our talents are and our gifts were God-given anyway. God, they're, God gave it to us, so it's all his anyway. <clears throat> And they're all all to be used for the glory of Him. And it doesn't matter what it is. It, it doesn't matter what your gift is. It can be used for the glory of God. You might think, preacher, I don't know what uh, I don't know what my gift is. All I can do is bake cakes. Well, bake cakes for the glory of God. Right. I'll tell you what. Megan won us over with some cinnamon rolls. But whatever God has placed, whatever talent God has placed on you. You can do it for the glory of Him. He'll show you how to do it, and He'll He'll make that work happen. Yeah. First Corinthians twelve verse four and six says, "Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there is a difference of administrations, but the same Lord, and diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all." <clears throat> So all of our gifts are different. My gifts are not the same as yours, and yours are not the same as mine. But it tells us here that God works in all of them. God is in my gifts just as he's in your gifts. And he wants to use my gifts just like he wants to use your gifts. And whatever it is, he wants to use it for the advancement of his kingdom. Again, if you look in uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 8, it says, As we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one member, one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, which prophes prophecy, let us prof prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, right. he that yeah. giveth, let him do in simplicity, and he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. So we see here that, again that we all have different gifts, and Christ wants to use them for his service. I'm here to tell you that you have something extraordinary that God has given you. You have something special inside of you that God wants to use in, use for his glory. See, what you have inside of you is not the same that I have in me. And what, what I have in me is not the same as you. They're all different, and Christ wants to use them all. So, my third point is God will call you out of your comfort zone. <clears throat> the next two brothers that Jesus finds are... Um, are men that had that were working on their father's ship. They're they're fishermen still, and this is their this was their life. This was a good life. They they worked on their father's ship probably uh, all of their life, and this was something new to them. To leave this was a big undertaking because right. this is probably all they've known. Um, so God will call you out of your comfort zone again. He'll use your gifts, but it's in a different way. So God will call you out of your comfort zone, and I know it's—I know it might be new and it might be scary and challenging, but God is with us. In Joshua, uh, chapter one, verse nine, He says, "Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest." So God is with us, no matter what. He's telling Joshua here that don't be strong, be of good courage. I'm with you wherever you go. The same goes for us. So when Christ called 
these disciples to follow him. He was with them the whole way, and he will be with us the whole way. Maybe not physically here with us, but he has sent us the Holy Spirit, which yeah. will guide us, right. will lead us, and direct us. Yeah. He won't lead, He won't set us up to fail. He wants this work to be accomplished just as much as we do. Um, so he will be with us the whole way. And um, if you look at uh, chapter 5 in Acts, um, here the, the apostles were brought to before a council of Pharisees. The, these were the same men that crucified Jesus. And um, they, they accused them of doing uh, the work of God and everything. And one of them said, well, if this be of God... No one can go against it. So whatever God has called you to, whatever God has, uh, whatever work God has placed in your heart, whatever it is, if it be of God, no one can go against it. God will be with us all the way, and uh, he'll be with us no matter what. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, the devil will fight us on some things, you know. I'm not saying it'll be easy breezy, but the devil will fight us on some things. Things will be harder, some things will be challenging, but God will be with us and he'll make a way. <clears throat> So I have a calling uh, to preach in my life, and um, you know, I struggled with this for a while because I don't talk very well in front of people. I'm kind of awkward, and I don't read very well. But and I pleaded with God. I pleaded with Him. I was like, God, I'll preach for you, but I'm not ready to do this. It, it's been more than ten years ago that this has happened. I was just a teenager, and I said, God, I'm not ready for this. I, I need to read more. I need to study your word more. I need to learn how to talk better. And uh, all he said back was, Kyle, I wouldn't call you if you weren't ready. So that's all I needed to hear. That was the end <laughs> of good. I yeah. announced my calling Come that on, day. That's good. Um, so, and he's helped me every step of the way since then. He's been with me, and uh, he's never left me through this. And I'll tell you what, it's it's scary. It's, str- it, it's a struggle sometimes, but he's been with me all the way. And he'll be with you with whatever he has called you to. If you know what God has called you to, and you're wrestling with it, he'll be with you. You don't have to worry about that. And my final point as uh, Zoe and Cole get ready to come is unqualified. See, these these four men were unqualified in the world's eyes, but they were perfect candidates in God's eyes. Bless you, Cal. See, these That's men good. probably had no education, yeah. no power, no property. They were unlikely men, but God uses unqualified men and women all Praise the time God. throughout the Bible. If you look at David, he was a young shepherd. If you look at Moses, he couldn't speak very well. And Paul, he had a past. But I could go on. Throughout the Bible, he uses unqualified men and women all the time. But look what Jesus said whenever he called the first two brothers. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He didn't say you will become fishers of men. He didn't say you will learn to be fishers of men. He said, I I don't, or he didn't say, I want you to be fishers of men, or you are fishers of men. He said, I will make you fishers right. of men. Yeah. You might be thinking, I'm unqualified for this. I don't know, uh, whatever it is God's called you to do, you might think, I don't know how to do it. I'm not qualified to do that. Well, he's, he will make you qualified. He wants to make you and mold you into exactly what he wants you to do. Uh, John... Chapter 15 and verse 16 says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and that whatsoever ye ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he shall give to you. 
So we know here that God has chosen us for a purpose. He's chosen us to fulfill a higher calling. And whatever qualifications we think we lack, whether it be of courage or knowledge or wisdom or kindness or encouragement, whatever it is, we can ask of God and he will give it to us. Um, He doesn't want you to fail. Just as I said before, he wants this work to be accomplished just as you do. If you look at James chapter 1, verses 5 and 7, it says, any, If any of you lack wisdom, right, let him exactly. ask of God, yeah. that he giveth to all men liberally, and unbridled not, and it shall be given unto you. But let, him, let, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind, and tossed for let not that men think that he shall receive anything of God. So God will equip us with whatever we need. You know, if we lack wisdom or if we lack knowledge or uh, courage or whatever we are, we need, God will give unto us. But God won't bless you if your faith is wavering. Because if your faith is shaken, God won't bless it and God won't give you what you need. Because if you fall, so will your ministry. So God wants us to, if, if we're in this thing, he wants us to be all in and rooted and grounded in him. But... <clears throat> You guys can come. Um, to, to reiterate what we've gone over so far, God has a calling. He has a, he has a calling for each and every one of us. Yeah. And he has a talent that he's given to you. Exactly. And he wants you to use that talent for yeah. him. <clears throat> Tonight, if, you, if you're here looking for your calling, or if, you, if you, uh, you know what your calling is, you and God know what it is, but no one else, you haven't announced it, you haven't accepted it yet, and you're struggling with that. If you need help in your ministry, if you if you know what your calling is and you've started to work in it, but you feel unqualified, if you feel that uh, you don't know um, you don't know how to do it uh, as as God wants you to, or <clears throat> most importantly, if you haven't uh, answered the call of salvation, that's the most important calling in our lives. See, God has called all of us to the... Uh, God wants to save all of us. He, he sent His Son to die for us. And that's the most important calling, is the calling of salvation. Yes. That's the first one that we need to right. accept. So tonight, while they get a song and uh, they sing, if, you, if you're struggling with any of those things, come and we'll take care of it. <clears throat>